Hey, what's up? This is Corey Dion Lewis, clinical health coach and host of the Healthy Project podcast. Now, the research shows that social determinants can have a greater impact on your health more than healthcare or lifestyle choices. The purpose of this podcast is to discuss how to improve health and reduce health inequity by speaking to healthcare professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs. Now, if you're enjoying the podcast, give it a review. Or you can also make a donation to The Healthy Project using the link in the description. It takes 30 seconds and it's super easy. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now let's get started. Thank you for tuning in to The Healthy Project, My City, My Health Edition. I'm Krisha and I'm going to be your host for today. I'm a junior at the University of Iowa, majoring in psychology and minoring in gender, health, and healthcare equity. I would like to thank Pat for joining me this morning. Before we get started, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Of course. My name is Dr. Patrick Ford. I'm a doctor of physical therapy uh, with a specialty in orthopedics, but I also run a nonprofit called Project Onyx, which I co-founded with my good friend, Elijah Muhammad. Uh, Basically, we focus on overcoming health disparities and disparities in the fitness space for black and brown youth, young adults in the Des Moines area. Um, And then I also educate physical therapists and healthcare providers about anti-racism and DEI. Um, And I've been doing the mix of that stuff for the past three, four-ish years. So Seems like you're involved in quite a bit. It's really cool that um, you have a nonprofit organization. What's been like the most rewarding part of that experience. Yeah, man, we've been through so many ups and downs with our nonprofit, but probably the most rewarding thing that's come out of it is seeing some of our young adults who were teenagers and now are kind of moving on in their lives embody some of our values and culture naturally. Like we don't ask them to be mentors or to be the next person in line to take Project Onyx to that next level of what it can be, but they willingly say that they want to be. They they show that that's what they want to live and the, and the lifestyle that they want to live. They've become mentors in their own sense, where some of them have brought kids into their own garages and their garage gyms and started like training them there. And some of them have kind of like spearheaded some mentorship opportunities within Des Moines, even outside of Project Onyx. So seeing that growth from some of our young members who are transitioning into adulthood is massive because that's the type of influence that we hope that we can have. These young gentlemen and young women and young people are already so fantastic. So I don't want to take anything away from them from being who they naturally are. But I like to think that we played a role in them wanting to continue to pursue that type of future for themselves and and service to others. So it's been amazing to see that. Yeah, I can kind of relate um, when you mentioned that there's been some ups and downs with a running a nonprofit organization, because I actually have co-founded one too. And um, in ours, we're called Club Kids for a Cause, and we like organize tennis tournaments, and we donate proceeds to um, tennis players in Iowa affected by cancer. But it's been really cool to see like the younger generation kind of step up 
as well and want to get more involved just so that's like a lasting legacy and it just doesn't end after like us which has been really cool yeah it's incredible kind of going back to the my city my health conference what does it mean to you the My City, My Health Conference is super important to me, and it just means that the community gets to take over the control of their health and the direction in which it goes, right? It's communication between actual healthcare providers who are going to be interacting with them, as well as like actually listening to what the community needs, like hearing what they're going through and bringing that knowledge that they have and intersecting it with the experiences of the actual community members. So that instead of there being some intermediary of direction where the community members have to go through their insurance and then they look up a list of providers and then all this other stuff that leads them in direction, they can actually take control over who they see, knowing that they're going to get the care that they need, right? It's this way that healthcare providers can become advocates and where there can be better transparency between the community and the providers and the the system as a whole. So I just really see it as a way of taking control over the direction of where the community health goes. Yeah, it's like a really nice opportunity for everyone to like meet the providers and like voice their concerns and like things that are really important to them. How does racism show up in your work as a physical therapist? Yeah, so there's my personal experience side of that as well as like what I know from the research that that shows how this happens in healthcare and how this happens in physical therapy. From my own personal side and from what I've seen and what I've committed myself is that there's provider bias, right? That even if it is race-based or skin color based bias the bias exists and the bias also exists within our training and our education that we tend to gravitate toward a westernized version of medicine based off of what we've grown to know culturally as well as what our training has taught us to do right that we have a very analytical mind it's typically in steps sometimes there's nuances to the way that we give care but the type of care that we provide and the perspective that we give it from is from a westernized version of medicine so bias can play from an actual racial perspective as well as culturally uh, the values that we bring into our space and then beyond that even past the individual perspective it comes from a systemic point of view as well, right? In healthcare, we talk about the social determinants of health, which really are the different ways that systematized racism and oppression have affected people's health, right? This comes in the form of access, both geographically as well as economic access and uh, insurance coverage and everything from, from that perspective, as well as looking at the ways that structures are designed for people to even receive the care that they need. So looking at those pipelines that we said to getting to the provider that they need, right? Are those inherent and implicit to everybody that exists? Are there equal opportunities for everybody to exist? The data says no, right? And that's why we focus on equity. That's why we focus on the unique barriers that different people face from an economic, geographical, whatever it needs to be perspective, 
to overcome. And when you look at our practice as physical therapists, we're typically in well-established neighborhoods that are predominantly white, especially in Des Moines. And we are typically embedded in neighborhoods that are economically prepared to take on the costs and expenses of healthcare that come with it, right? Um, so if, if we're isolating some of those factors, we could see how physical therapy in the moment specifically caters toward white, economically secure people. Um, I talked a little bit about education, but I want to talk about that just like a little bit more because this is really important that if we don't recognize other forms of medicine that come from different cultures and different areas of the world, then we are discrediting thousands of years of practice that could be massively beneficial to not only the different ethnicities, nationalities, and cultures that do present to our clinic, but to even the Americanized white version of medicine, the people that maybe don't realize that this form of medicine and perspective can help elevate their own health. So it's not only just being culturally competent for those who are historically excluded and underserved, but also everybody in the community that takes a wide perspective that we don't really get exposure to in our schooling. Typically, it's shown as something that is outdated or not necessarily helpful because the data doesn't suggest it is, even though the data is skewed toward our bias of collecting and observing data. So uh, I would say in physical therapy, it comes in a lot of different forms. Yeah. Like it's important to take into perspectives, like other different like approaches to medicine, because it might be the best possible way to provide care for your patients it's important to not really discredit those approaches. So I know we've been discussing like different ways that you've experienced um, racism and bias in your career as a physical therapist. What are some ways that our audience can get involved to reduce these health disparities? If you are a provider, it's about being a facilitator of health. You are a partner with your client or patient, however you want to call them. You're partnered with them on their journey. They really, to me, are the leader when we place ourselves in that place of leadership. Then we're excluding the perspective of the client. And it's really important to understand what they're going through, what they understand they're going through why it's important for them to get healthy. What does healthy even mean to them? We need to understand these different things, especially from like a cultural perspective, because it means different things in different cultures. Pain has different wording in different cultures, right? An Americanized version of healthcare, we talk about sharp pain or dull pain or aching pain or nerve pain. But Some cultures might not have those descriptions of their pain as well as the pain being attached to specific things. Like We can often attach it to suffering, emotions, experiences, our physical function, 
But pain to others might mean something different. So we need to understand that perspective better so that we can optimize the outcomes for the person, no matter who they are. What does it mean for them to be able to do the things that they do? Who are they as a person? And why is it important for us to help facilitate that outcome for them versus the outcome that we think we need to achieve, which is pain-free moving and back to health again? All of those different things are going to mean different things to different people until we understand the person's context and we involve them fully into the decisions and the plan of care. Then we can't get the best outcomes possible for each person because we're pigeonholing them into our own isolated version of what those things mean. Yeah, exactly. Like it's important to take into um, consideration what the patient would be wanting out of this experience instead of kind of making those assumptions yourself. Exactly. I know that we discussed some ways to improve culturally responsive care this morning. What is like the main takeaway you'd want your listeners to have from today's conversation? Yeah, this this is something that I teach in my own coaching and education. And it's recognizing that yes, racial health inequities and cultural health inequities are present. They're big. They're national and international. It's a big issue. It can be isolated to communities as well, but people need to stop underestimating the difference that they can have as an individual, even when it comes to these very large scale problems. People can often feel like they're so inadequate or the influence that they can have is so small that it really doesn't have an impact. But that's the whole part of large numbers, right? If everybody contributes their piece to solving the solution, then the impact can be grand. It also means a lot for you as an individual. And this is something that just is coming from me personally, is that being able to actualize some of these values of anti-racism and equity into my own life has given my life more fulfillment. Like I feel like I'm serving my greater purpose. And when we don't access that part of who we are as healthcare providers, like we're really losing out on a massive piece of why we got into the profession in the first place. So I would say one of my biggest takeaways is don't underestimate what big a difference you can make as an individual. Yeah, for sure. It's also it's like often overwhelming to have uh issue like such as health inequity, but I often find that like once I get started on a big issue, it's kind of easier to continue. I feel like the hardest part is just getting started most times. For sure. Well, I would like to thank you so much for joining me this morning, Dr. Ford. And to our listeners, if you want to hear more from Dr. Ford, be sure to sign up for the my City, My Health Conference, happening on November 11th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can register at mycity.health. There's an in-person component as well as a virtual one in case you're not able to make it down to Des Moines. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs>